Confessions of a Martial Arts School Owner is the podcast for martial arts instructors who want to hear behind the scenes of running a school. No fluff, just honest talk about the victories and struggles of running a martial arts school. Now, here's your host, Zach Hayden. Welcome back to Confessions of a Martial Arts School Owner. My name is Zach Hayden. This is episode number 23. I hope you've had a fantastic weekend. Um, If you're listening to this one, it comes out on Monday. Um, Those of you who have been uh, loyal listeners of the podcast, who have been downloading, rating, reviewing, I really appreciate it. Um, Let me tell you, the numbers uh, just keep going up and uh, that means that somebody finds this useful, which is uh, exactly what I wanted uh, for this podcast. I wanted to share kind of my thoughts, my confessions as a school owner, and um, hoped that it would be useful to other people as well as I'm while I'm going through this. So I really appreciate it. Um, if you have found this useful, if you found it something that you um have enjoyed listening to, I would really appreciate if you would share with someone else, another school owner, um, another instructor, someone else who might find this useful. So that's how I'm going to start off today. Now, I've got two things I want to um, talk to you about today. Um, first is um, a tool that I have not seen being used in the martial arts industry. Um, I have started playing with it with my own um, staff, but um, the situation in which we're using it, um, I don't think is ideal, but um, I think this is a tool that if you are a multi-school owner or you are a school owner with a large staff um, or you're a school owner who is running a a school and isn't, um, you know, has, has a staff that is is running a lot of the day-to-day op- operations and stuff. I think this is a tool you might really like. You might have heard me talk about it on a um, school owner scope before, one of my um, periscopes, um, or I, I might have brought it up on a podcast. I can't remember, but I really want to want to hammer it. And I, I would love to see a couple of uh, school owners that uh, would test this out and see if it's um, a good use for them. So the tool is called Slack. S-L-A-C-K, Slack. Um, let me double check if it's Slack.com or Slack, Slack. Um, yeah, Slack.com. And what this is, is it is a new um, communication tool that is really um, taking a lot of companies by storm. Um, you know, the, the traditional model of communication in a lot of companies and a lot of organizations is email. And email gets so tedious. It gets so, you know, you're back and forth on these things. Um, and it just ends up being a, a big pain in the butt. Um, you know, people's email boxes just get clogged. I was talking to a, a student of mine just the other day and he was talking about how, you know, he'll go right away for a couple of days and come back and have 300 emails because every department sends somebody else another email and, You know, it all goes to everybody and it's just a mess. Well, Slack, um, is been, has been, um, kind of coming around these, um, industries and, uh, a lot of online, a lot of, um, 
companies that have um, remote workers and things like that, and they've been using this communication tool called Slack. And I think it has uh, the potential to be a great replacement for um, school owner communications with their staff, especially multi-school owners. This is where I think it would be really useful. This is why I'm trying it with my staff, but because my staff is a, it's a small group, um, you know, we see each other pretty often. Um, it's just not, you know, we could we could manage most of this with text. Um, and I do know, so I asked in a, in a school owner group I'm a part of, um, what communication tools people are using. And a lot of people, um, they send out an email at the beginning of the week or they require their, um, managers from their other schools send a text at the end of each day to say how they've been doing, you know, uh, what the results of the day were and so on and so forth. And that to me is the perfect, uh, sign that Slack would be a great replacement for them. Um, because Slack is like a text message. Um, it has a, there's an app, um, for the computer, for your phone. Um, and it's like a text message, but there's different channels. Um, so you could have a channel on each school or you could have a channel based on, um, you know, uh, appointments. And then you could have a channel based on, um, income and sales or special events, you would organize it the way that is most beneficial for your individual school. Um, to me, I could see one, a channel for each school, um, and then a general channel. Um, but this, then you, it's like a text back and forth, but what's really nice about it is that it's searchable and it's free for up to the first, like it'll cattle, um, after a certain number of messages, uh, that have gone back and forth, they won't save anymore. You know, if you've gotten to, I don't know what it is, like 10,000 or something like that, it won't save those anymore. But that, uh, to me, I, I, that's not a big deal. But what's nice about this is it's easy to go back and search through, um, the information where, to me, if we're texting back and forth, if my um, managers at another school location or whatnot are texting me the information, it's just not in a place that is, I don't know, it seems like it's not as um, clean a communication uh, method. Same with email. Email is great, um, but you get sick of getting emails all the time about certain things. Um, and so anyways, Slack, you can see what lots of people are doing out there. Um, slack.com. You can chat, set up your own Slack account, um, for free. Uh, you don't have to pay for it until you've, um, you want maybe some bonus features or, or something, or if you want to catalog past, like I said, I think it's like 10,000 messages or something like that. It's a lot. Oh, the other thing I love about this is that it integrates with lots of different tools. So it integrates with um, uh, Dropbox and Google Docs and all those kind of things. So when you have a, a flyer you want to um, show out to all your, your staff members, boom, you can upload it right to there. If you have a um, you know class planners, boom, you put it right in there. Um, it's got all these integrations that are really awesome. Um, and let me pull mine up real quick. Slack.com. Um, I also use this for some other things. I, I have integrated it with some of my website stuff so that when 
uh, an order comes in or, or something comes in on a website, boom, it sends it right to my Slack channel and I know what's going on um, and I can uh, react from there. So it, I really like it. Um, like I said, you can have files in it. Um, and this is really good if you've got some remote, you know, some, some people that you don't see all the time. Like I, I know some staff or some school owners that have um, schools that aren't right next to them. You know, they're, they're kind of, they can be, they can be farther away. Um, I think this is, could be a really neat way to, um, go about using, um, a new communication tool that could be beneficial for you. So anyways, um, I think if you are interested, you can go and check it out. Slack.com. See a bunch of people um, using it. I like the integrations, the tools, um, the searching options and stuff in it. Um, it's just pretty cool. I, I think uh, I think it's worth checking out. So that's the the first thing. And if you are a single school owner, you're uh, running the schools all by yourself and stuff, you probably don't care much about that. Um, though I think it's something you should keep in the back of your mind. So I want to get to the second the second part of what I want to talk about today, which has nothing to do with Slack and that communication tool. That's just a neat little um, thing you can check out. But um, I'm doing some training online in um, business and those kind of things. And um, the, the, the training, one of the questions that comes up all the time, and I, I think we should – we should really think about more often is this idea of what problem am I solving? So a business, uh, 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 an entrepreneurial um, journey is about finding the right audience um, who has a problem and you're solving that problem. Um, you know, that's what all great businesses do. And I don't know about you, but it it seems to me that let 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 me go back um, for myself. I started a martial arts school because I wanted to teach martial arts. Um, I I love to teach. I love the the life skills um, side of things. I love the the kicking punching side of it. Um, I really enjoyed it, and so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to teach, um, and so I started my school. But um, in that. Luckily, we have seen, or at least I was lucky enough to see successful martial arts schools in practice already. So I knew in advance that this would work in that I had seen it done before. But that didn't teach me the real, um, the real heart of what I was doing in owning a business, which is solving a problem. I'm providing a solution to a problem someone is having. And I think too often, one of the things that we don't do um, in the martial arts industry, and, and I think this is the case for lots of industries that are, we see a successful model and we just model, we just do that. What we don't do is ask the question, what problem am I solving? And when we don't ask this question, we get sidetracked all the time. You know, and when I was a, you know, I've owned my school now for 13 years. Um, when I started, I would, I would be one of those guys who would, would change with the, the most popular thing. So I did, had some Tai Chi for a while and, you know, these, 
fitness, kickboxing, and this and that and whatnot. And none of those are bad things, okay? And lots of schools run those programs um, successfully. But for their school, those are solutions to a problem that they've asked, what problem am I solving? And they have identified the problem of, you know, fitness for mothers or, um, you know, an activity for retirees, whatever, whatever the solution might be, they've identified it and they've used this, um, service to provide, um, a solution. But it seems to me that too often what we do is we see the cool new thing out there because we don't have an answer to this question. We've never asked ourselves as a, as a business owner, what problem am I solving? We see the cool new thing out there. Somebody's making lots of money doing this. So I'll do it and I'll make my, lots of money doing it too. Um, and we don't start with the question, what problem am I working to solve? And when we don't do that, our school, our business doesn't have an overarching um, vision. It doesn't have a coherent brand, a coherent strategy in what we're working to do. And I think that's something that a lot of schools um, can struggle with. I know it's one, it's something I struggled with a lot because, you know, I started my school, I was 20 when I started my school. Um, I started in a small town, people knew me. Um, and so I didn't ask myself, what problem am I solving? I asked, I told myself, I want to teach martial arts. I'm going to see who wants me to teach martial arts. And the problem I'm solving is not people want to learn martial arts. I'm going to teach martial arts. Okay. That That's rarely, um, in professional martial arts schools. Is that the case? You know, it might be the case that, you know, I'm helping individuals become professional MMA fighters. That's certainly not my school. But that might be the problem you're solving. But you have to be in a location, in a in an area, in a culture that that's, there are people who are going to pay for that. There's a, um, you might have seen it before, there's a Venn diagram of three circles. Um, and one of the circles is, is things you're interested in. Um, another circle is things you're good at. And then another circle is things people will pay you for. Um, and the intersection of those three is, uh, where you can do your business, you know? So there are lots of people who are, um, you know, they might be good at, uh, grappling, you know, and, um, they are interested in it, but they're in an area where not many people are going to pay you for it. Um, or, you know, this is this was the case with me doing um, the the Tai Chi for a while when I was, you know, years ago when we started the school. It was not something I was interested in. It was something I could do, and I was I was decent at teaching it, um, and it was something I I could have some people pay for, and I could probably market it even better. You know, I still have people every once in a while like, "Hey, do you teach Tai Chi?" But I wasn't interested in it. And so I didn't put as much energy into it. I didn't care. It, it went to the wayside. And I'm happy it went to the wayside now because it wasn't a good fit. It didn't, um, my Venn diagram didn't match with what problem am I solving? The problem that you're solving has to, also has to be something you care about and that people are going to pay for. 
it's got to be a problem that they have. Um, it's a big enough problem that they, they want somebody to pay um, to help them. So I think we need to think about that in our businesses. And, and you can have different parts of your business that solve different things. I've come to the point in my business right now where the problem that I'm solving is um, I, our school, we help families teach excellence. That's what we do. We help families teach excellence. So we're based um, around the family, kids and parents. That's our focus right now. And we help them teach excellence. So we help them with the, the things that make them better people. So my school isn't going to thrive right now if that's where my focus is, if that's where my vision is. My school isn't necessarily going to thrive on a giant fitness program. Um, my school isn't going to thrive right now on a, or the focus for me, I shouldn't say, um, my school is not going to thrive right now on this because my school could thrive on that if that's where I pivoted to. But my focus, my energy, the problem that I'm solving is not based around fitness. It's not based around a big adult only program. It's based around, um, helping families teach excellence. Now, I have felt for my personal school, if I can really get a handle on that, if I, if I can really build a brand around that, solving that problem, um, because it's what interests me, um, it's what people are, there are, you know, people looking for confidence, for, um, respect, for discipline, for their families. Um, if I can get that, then I can expand that vision. But I have to have that core um, base for things because I, I can certainly see expanding that vision of excellence into um, more an adult-centered program. But it's got to be um, based around that same core vision and that same core, what problem am I solving? Um, it can pivot. It can be a, a, a tangent of it, but it's still going to be based around that. If I just bring something else, another thing that isn't based around anything else at my school, it just pulls. It's like having two, um, you know, two planets or whatever, and their gravity just is fighting against each other. Um, and I don't want that. They need to be working together um, to the same main goal. So. Yes, I think your school can most certainly have a super strong adult program, a super strong kid program, a super strong, you know, um, you know, extreme martial arts program and a super strong fitness program. It can have all those things, but the reason it has all those things is because you're, they're all based around the same vision, the same, um, what problem are you solving? Um, I look at, uh, somebody like, um, Senior Master Newberry and her school's Leaders for Life. Um, they're obviously based around this vision of leadership and, and training people to be leaders for life. And so if you have a, a, a vision that's based around what problem am I solving, um, you can build these other programs to, to that. I know for me, that's been a long, like I said, I've owned my school for um, 13 years now. That's been a, uh, a journey that I've been working towards because I didn't, you know, the first five, 
probably more than that years, I didn't have an overarching vision of where I wanted the school to go. What what problem was I solving? I wanted to teach people martial arts, and I hoped people showed up for martial arts. Um, but that's not enough. You know, we we have um, we need to have that the answer to the question: um, What problem am I solving? What does my audience need? Um, you know, and it's not always like they don't always know what the problem is that that, that you're helping them solve. Um, you know, if you you hear all the time, if um, Henry Ford had asked people what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse, you know, or a. Um, but that that he saw the solution differently than they did, but he was still working on what the problem was. Um, and so we need to do that, I think, as martial arts school owners. That's something that I still um, am continuing to work on, um, refining um, what the problem is that I'm solving. And more importantly, once you've found the problem, making sure that you can communicate to your audience how you're solving that problem. Because once you can communicate to your audience how you're solving that problem, you're set. You know, if, if they know they have this problem, if you've, you know, in sales letters and so they talk about agitate the problem a little bit, um, you know, and you can show them how you're solving this problem, then you've made a sale. You know, that's how it's done. Um, but looking at our schools and building everything around that vision of how you're solving that problem, what you're there for, I think is really important instead of just flying after the next big thing. You know, um, I have no problems with those. What's the next big thing? You know, I think, um, there are some really cool, uh, programs going on, you know, crowd programs or, um, extreme programs or these kind of things. But if you put those into your school um, and they don't tie in with that vision that that you have for your school, they're not going to succeed. They're going to fail. Um, and so that's where I've gotten to the point where I've I've gotten to the point where I've uh, cut out a lot of the extra stuff and focused in on just the the core things. And I, I want to make a really strong core solution to all the things that I've done, but I I haven't started adding other things yet because I, I don't feel that I have that that core strong enough yet. Um that that everyone understands um what problem we are solving and what the solution that we're offering is. And once I feel that we've got that, then I'm I'm more than happy to add things that um, assist in solving that problem in other ways for other audiences, for other people. Um, but it needs to be cohesive. It needs to work together. So, um, you know, that's the, the question I want you to ask yourself. That's the question I've been asking myself for, um, you know, my school. It's something I, I try to continue to ask myself for my school. It's the, it's a, some of the questions that I ask myself for this podcast, you know, um, because if I'm and not necessarily that this is a, a business, um, you know, but as I've said in the past, I enjoy teaching. I enjoy making things. I enjoy um, this process and um, to let it 
continue to grow, I have to ask myself, what problem could I be solving um, for people? So um, that that wraps up what I wanted to discuss with you guys this week. Um, check out Slack and uh, ask yourself the question, uh, what problem are you solving? And, and do the programs, the things at your school work together to solve that problem? Do they, are they all working on the same kind of thing? Um, are they, is there a vision behind all of those? Um, you know, that's why I changed my school. You know, we were rebranded a couple of years ago to excellence martial arts because it, it all goes, it's helping me focus on this one, um, problem that I want to work on solving. So, um, take that this week and, uh, you know, chew on it a little bit if you uh, wish. Um, I encourage you to check out mediacompany.me. Um, there's some cool things going on over there. Um, I am, I think this week I'll be, uh, finished with, um, the report, um, about staffing things. I think I'll have it, uh, all done, numbers crunched, put into a neat PDF. Um, and so stay tuned for some things with that. Um, you know, there were some, I was really interested in some of the results there. So we'll get to that in a future podcast. I, I might actually do a, a webinar so I can go through the numbers and the stats and it'll be easier to see and stuff um, soon. So um, if you're not in our private Facebook group, make sure you do that. You can check that out at uh, mediacompany.me. Go to the podcast button and check it out there. That would be awesome. Um, and then uh, last, like I said at the beginning of the show, if you uh, find this uh, podcast um useful in some way, entertaining, um, I don't know, you, whatever, you might find it worthwhile, um, then share it. I would really appreciate it if you'd share it with somebody else. Um, and that will help us spread the message um, and just get other people, uh, you know, talking. I think um, if we're talking about our struggles and our learnings and things like that, I think we, uh, we all benefit. So, I appreciate it. Make sure you're out there this week striving for excellence.